Hey, this is Colin Moy from the Spooked Podcast, and you're about to listen to the Books Are Boring Podcast. And if you got any kids in the room, you better kick them out right now, because there's about to be a bunch of swear words being dropped. Bad words, naughty words, like the F word, the S word, maybe a couple of B words, who knows, maybe even the C word. I haven't listened to any of the episodes yet, so I don't really know, and uh, I'm probably not going to listen to them, So, but if you're going to, you know what, hey, you make your choices, you're an adult. When I was your age, television was called books, and this is a special book. It was the book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today, I'm going to read it to you. Is it got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. You got your PJs on. Everybody got a warm cup of milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're snuggled into your bed. You got your warm blanket on top, and uh, you're ready. Your microwave blanket <laughs> over you, and uh, you're ready to to catch some Z's. First, um, you're gonna listen to some nighttime stories. Some books are boring nighttime stories. This is the nighttime cast. This is the nighttime sleepy cast. Hey guys, there's gonna be that like ding 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 ding, like right? You're gonna yeah. find something like that. Yeah. Okay. See. And uh, hey guys, I'm I'm Trevor Pullman, and I'm David Motherfucking Stonebrook, and welcome to the books are boring. In nightcast, nighttime cast, nighttime cast. So settle in. So what's new? How's it going? Um, it's uh, I almost on my way here again. Like, the forecast is calling for rain, and it's, like, super cloudy yeah. and cold, and there's little drops on me as I was walking to the bus, and I'm like, today's the day I'm not going to filter myself, and if I get here soaked like a wet cat again, I'm going to take it out on Trevor and everyone else in this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to be a huge motherfucker yeah. <laughs> when I walked in. Fortunately, I avoided it for mm. once ever coming over here. Yeah. I avoided getting drenched. Ugh. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I... Well, it's like the whole thing about me and everyone's like, how has the long commute? And I'm like, I hate it so much <laughs> because like to get to work because it's like the longer you're commuting, the more chances you have just something shitty happening. Sure. Yeah. And no, the likelihood like, of bullshit yeah. fucking up your day is yeah. so much higher. Yeah. Yeah. Every second there could be somebody who walks in with a broken glass bottle. Yeah. Onto, like the streetcar you're on. Yeah. That could happen at any fucking minute. Yeah. Yeah. The longer you're out there, the yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean, dude. It's a, a constant nerve-fraying game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just trying to get to and from your job in this bullshit city. I think we might be stressing people out a little I bit, I think though. so, so we got to calm them down. Calm them down. Everybody calm down. This okay, is the it's nighttime time for, cast. It's time for a story. Now, I know you can't see um, the book where you are, but um, just imagine, imagine a big blue hardcover with old yellow moth-eaten pages mm-hmm. turn a... And this is your favorite story that your mother used to read to you every night before she died. And now I'm reading it. It's called Two Trees. There were two trees planted six feet apart and never spoke a word to each other. Seasons changed. Leaves fell. They grew taller. And yet they never even introduced themselves. Hammocks joined them together for many summers, yet they remained silent. Their fruit and nuts shared the same ground, yet neither spoke. Then one day, when both trees lived nearly a century, the oak tree turned to the apple tree, 
cleared its wooden throat and said, I've always loved you. That was called Two Trees. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, how you feeling? Sleepy. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> feel tired. Sleepy that was weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird story. It's, um, man, it had like kernels of good. It was like a good story. Yeah. But you read it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which made it weird. <laughs> the original ending was, um, so maybe I'll do it with the original ending. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Alternate ending. Alternate um, ending. So everybody, ooh, everybody, uh, we're opening the book again. Just going to a different ending of the same story that your mom used to tell you before she died. Then one day, when both trees lived, nearly a century, the oak tree turned to the apple tree, cleared his wooden throat, and said, Do you know trees can talk? <laughs> There we go. There we go. <laughs> That's what we would expect. <laughs> did your uh, did your mom tell you stories and shit? Yeah. Well, she would read. Uh, we had a few books that she would read. Uh, we had uh, this Three Bears book that um, I was always begging, like Goldilocks, Goldilocks and Three Bears. And then there was also a uh, picture book, like children's book version of um, Fox and the Hound. That, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that we always had read to us as kids. Remember that very, very clearly. Not a lot of Dr. Seuss in our house. No? Well, that's good, because Dr. Seuss doesn't set you up to be intelligent. Yeah, that's true. Sets you up to think that things that don't exist are real. Yeah. And that all you need to do to invent something is make it rhyme with the previous sentence. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. We're bamboozled, but they went down the street and got their flim flam cavoozle. (laughs) That's... I could just do Dr. Seuss. It's not hard. What are the ones, the little creatures one? Maybe that's just what it's called, but it's like, um, like little animals and they have different jobs in the neighborhood and things like that. Animals that have different jobs in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like Mr. You know, this is the, uh, this is the farmer this is the doctor and they're like different animals and they teach you about jobs and stuff. No, I don't know what the uh, hell you're talking about. We had one of those books and I don't remember, I'm trying to remember, I can very like vividly picture the book, but. It reminds me of those like. Uh, I don't know what to call it, like the Mr. Men books. You know what yeah, I mean? that's, yeah, shapes. yeah, we had those too, but yeah. Those things were the most fascinating thing ever to me. Yeah. Because they just made a bunch of weird shaped little f- yeah things that had arms and legs and faces. Yeah. And then they would just go get into little hijinks. <laughs> but they all had like a very definitive character too. Yeah. Like one of them was like a, I don't know, a kleptomaniac or yeah arsonist or whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like a triangle. Yeah. Mr. Triangle, burn down the... Cafeteria. <laughs> Why? Because he was compelled to from a voice inside. This is not my story, by the way. This is me retelling a Mr. Men book. Classic Mr. Men Mr. Book. Triangle. <laughs> Mr. Triangle the arsonist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he really taught you about how, how we all have urges and sometimes you just go with it. Just go with your urge. <laughs> yeah. Want to burn something down? Burn yeah. it down. Yeah. Yes. To my best recollection, the Mr. Men book, Mr. Triangle, was about an arsonist that's about giving in to your baser impulses. <laughs> That's my exactly. best recollection. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Dave. Yeah? I was wondering. Yeah. I'm very comfortable here in this bed. Yeah. This is a lovely bed. It's brown. And, um, yeah. It's a brown bed. And I'm all snuggled up. And you know what I would really love? What would you love, bud? A story. Why don't I tell you a story, then? Okay. I know a good one. Um, it's called uh, Vincent. <clears throat> Once upon a time, in a small town very much like this one, there was a young man named Vincent, who was getting ready for bed. The house was quiet, and all the windows and doors were shut and locked. 
the pitter-patter of rain began on the roof. He was about six feet tall with long dark hair tied in a knot and a relatively slim build. Vincent was also lactose intolerant, a racist, and who in his spare time enjoyed setting mice on fire. It was 11.30 p.m. when the first thunder crash could be heard. Vincent jumped slightly, but remembered that thunder was only God clashing cymbals together, and nothing for a straight white male to be worried about. Suddenly, there was a knock on the door, and Vincent, being a very cautious young man, grabbed his military-grade flamethrower, just to be safe. As he approached the door, the thunder crashed again. God must be practicing for the big high school musical recital, thought Vincent, for the crashes were very loud and closer together than usual. Vincent approached the door. Hello? Hello? He shouted to the door. Nothing responded. He moved closer and put his hand on the knob. He turned it slowly as sweat poured down his face and met with a dreadful click as the door opened. Standing drenched on the porch was a Girl Scout with an armful of cookie boxes. Vincent pulled the trigger and incinerated the young girl in a cacophony of screams and thunder crashes. He kept firing until the only thing on the porch was a scorched sash and a pile of smoldering embers. Vincent went back inside and had the best sleep of his whole life. The, the end. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's... Oh, man. So... Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this story. Do, do you know, like... Um, do you know the author? Do you uh, know who wrote that? Uh, yeah, so it's... Um, uh, George Orwell. <laughs> Great. You know, <laughs> like, is it from personal experience? Um, it was, yes. This is something <laughs> that happened to George Orwell. He yeah. um, burned up a Girl Scout. Okay, yeah. Because he was scared. Yeah, he changed some of the details for the story to make it, like, not... Yeah, like, she wasn't holding cookies. She was... Um, she... Holding a, her her um, sick cat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like that doesn't make any sense. We have this image in our head. <laughs> Selling cookies, not sick cats. So yeah. Just, yeah, it wasn't a singed sash. It was a singed cat tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that horrific. was beautiful. That was a beautiful story. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. When I said horrific, I meant beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's my mistake. I'm actually like. Remember when I was a kid? I. Uh, in like school, we we were told to write like a, a book, and uh, so I wrote like this like kid story book because I was like in grade three or four myself, and uh, yeah, my school was super small, and uh, was super small. How many students? In my grade, there was three. Three students. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> there was fifty people in the whole school. That's why you... Yeah. <laughs> Man, you had two peers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one year we had a fourth. Oh my god, that must have thrown your little clicks into yeah. turmoil. Yeah. Man. Well, it was a girl too, so we all fought over... So it was three guys that were in my grade. Wow. Up real until... boys club. Yeah, real boys club. <laughs> but they... Uh, so... Uh, my school sent somebody from each grade, whoever had the best story, and out of the three, I just happened to have the best story because I did my homework, and so then we wow. go like so they chose three to send this like <laughs> children's writers convention. Man, chose... I just sorry, I'm sorry. So two other kids in your grade, <laughs> yeah, lost when they had like sixty six percent. So they sent me to this conference and. Like, it's a terrible little shitty book with bad drawings, and all the other kids are like, these 
Yeah, actually, like, had to compete against a classroom of peers. Yeah, yeah, and so like they stood out. They stood out, and like everybody would go around talking about their inspiration <laughs> for their stories. And I'm like, I do not belong here. Well, <laughs> you hack. Yeah. yeah. One time, um, when I was younger, when we were doing just track and field at school. Yeah. Um, that was like an actual competition, and then the people who did best in track and field would go and do the, the big. I don't even remember what it's called. Yeah. Like, provincial or whatever. You'd go against all the other top runners of the other schools and whatever. And I got fourth once in a race, and I just didn't have a very fit class. And yeah. I was fourth. Yeah. I wasn't second. I was fourth. Yeah. And then the kid ahead of me couldn't go to the intramurals or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to go and do um, the... What's the race where you hand off the thing? The, the relay. The relay. Yeah. I got to go do that. And... I remember, like, I was just wearing, like, shorts with, like, candy in the pockets and, like, <laughs> untied shoes, and everyone was, like, dressed up, and their parents were coaching them and giving them Gatorade and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I don't belong I'm the kid who just wandered in. Yeah. And they're going to let me play. I feel like that's the story of my life. Like, I'm the kid that just wandered in, and they let me play. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's just, that's, like I said, every party you go to. Yeah. You come as my friend, yeah. no one else knows you, and they just eventually, like, he's here with someone, we're just gonna have to get used to him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's absolutely you. <laughs> Did I ever um, tell you the story of how um, my sister used to get me in trouble with my dad by luring me into her bedroom? Yes. I, yeah. Did, I mean, did I t- say it on the podcast? Oh, no. I don't know, actually. I don't think I did. No, I don't think you have. Okay, because I want to tell that one. Yeah. Um, this is like, we didn't, you were telling your story about how your mom would read your, your stupid Three Little Bears yeah. story. I don't remember getting a lot of books because I was a bad ADD kid. Yeah. Um, and like I had a younger brother who was also in the same room and they're yeah. just like, ah, they'll t- tucker each other out. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get a lot of stories, but then sometimes in the, my sister, who was the only girl. Yeah. Um, she had her own room up a little half flight of stairs in our old house and we were not allowed to fuck with Emily. We were yeah. not allowed. She was a little princess. Yeah. The rest of us were boys, and we could drown in our filth or whatever, but yeah. do not bug her. Yeah. Do not invade her space. But she had all these cool unbroken toys because, you know, <laughs> a bunch of boys hadn't smashed each other's heads with them. Yeah. She had cool toys that weren't broken or dirty or whatever. Yeah. Um, she, right in her room was a crawl space that went to like the attic. Oh, okay. It was yeah. the it was this most amazing like fairy tale treasure island bedroom yeah. for me when I was younger. She's a little older than me. And um one night she like went to the top of her little flight of stairs which was right by the our open door. Yeah. Like, my parents wouldn't close our door cuz I'd strangle Andrew or something. Yeah. So um she went to the top of the stairs she's like David. David. And I like went out to the door of my, the room and she was up the stairs like what? She's like, do you want to come into my room? And I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. And she was standing at the top of the stairs. So I walked up the stairs. I went past her and she just watched me walk in. I walked into the center of her room. And then she's like, Dad, David's in my room. <laughs> I was like, don't tell him that. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so he came up and he dragged me down the stairs and he walloped me and threw me back in my bed. He's like, don't do that. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble. I was like, all right, well, yeah, stupid David. That's what I did. Like, the next night, or even the same night, I don't remember, um, she did, David! And I walked to the door of my room, like, what? She's like, do you want to come to my room? I was like, yeah, but last time, 
things went bad for me. Yeah. And she's like, you go, you go to the crawl space. I'm like, sold. Yeah. <laughs> I walked up the stairs. I walked past her. I walked into her room. Dad, David's in my room. <laughs> my dad came and dragged me downstairs twice as mad as the first time. <laughs> Walled me back in the bed. Um, and this like continued like three or four times over like three or four nights. Yeah. She just kept doing it and I kept falling for it because I was so, so stupid. <laughs> and then my dad like stood in like the, the corner of the hall, like in the dark. Yeah. Where he could like observe. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, I'm like, I'm like, dad, come to my room. And I feel like this must be the point in my life where I disappointed my dad the most. Yeah. he's standing there watching after having walled me like four times. Yeah. Um, he sees me creep to the doorway and go, what? And I was like, come on, dry room. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I feel like my dad must have been like, this fucking stupid kid. <laughs> so he's like, David, go to your room. I was like, ah! And I just ran back in. <laughs> and then he went upstairs, like, slowly and terrifyingly to Emily's room and, like, walked her in. And yeah. I heard soft speaking. Yeah. And, like, muted crying. And she never did it again. <laughs> Danged if... <laughs> Like, he didn't give her the worst punishment anyone in that house had ever received with just harsh words. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but she never did it again. Yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah, like, we barely got spanked when I was a kid, but I remember one time where, like, Chad just avoided it. Okay, so it was this weird time where we were, like, in between houses, so we were staying at um, an apartment in the back of my aunt and uncle's place because, like, we had sold our house, and then we had, like, a month before we could move into our new house. Okay. So we had this really small bedroom, and Chad had his own bed, and then me and my two other brothers shared a queen-size bed. And uh, okay. so we were making a lot of noise and, like, playing and stuff when we were supposed to be in bed. And so my dad came in to spank us, and... Uh, Chad just started crying so hard that his brothers were getting spanked. He was so mad that we were getting spanked that he didn't even, like, get punished because it affected him so much. <laughs> I think it's been a while since we, like, made fun of Chad. Yeah, or, like, that's true. Chad or told yeah. a Chad story. Yeah. I miss you, Chad, if you're listening. Yeah, we really... Yeah, I think you stopped listening at, like, the third time we made fun of him. Yeah, sure. So the third I episode. <laughs> Or the third time we made fun of Colin, so yeah. the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> we should have him on. We should. Not we like as a full-on guest, yeah, but like just but bring like, him in for two minutes. Like right now? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll call do you do it? You think you do it? If he's home. Colin? Yeah? Can you come here? I think he's going to do it. I think he's doing it, guys. I think he's going to really do it. I really think so. Yeah. Can you want to have a seat? What's up? Come on in, Colin. Come on, come on in. Oh. Come into the to the books are boring podcast. Okay. Keep it calm. Keep it chill. It's uh, we're trying to do a little it's bit a, of a nighttime night, thing. It's a nighttime. Oh, they're going to bed. Really sleepy time. Telling um, some stories, drinking their warm milk and cookies and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, we just thought we'd bring you in, and because we make fun of you a lot, and we yeah. figured maybe um, you, you could you tell. Do. Yeah. <laughs> well, not maybe not Trevor, but more so you. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fair. That's yeah, fair. that's fair. So let's talk about how, how does that make split. you feel like. Uh, you know, I'm just happy to be included. Okay. Just happy to be talked about. Yeah. Okay. There's really no bad press. That's so yeah, wrong and sad. Bad press, except no, for Hitler. Except for Hitler. Hitler. 90s. bad pressed shirts all yeah. the time. Yeah. He's badly pressed. And that's what his downfall was. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they say. Well, they, he Kenny did shoot Winkles. himself and lost the war. <laughs> that's true. That yeah. No. But Colin, we were wondering if, um, if when you were a young boy and you were clearly scared of the, you know, wallpaper or whatever you were scared of, did you, uh, did you get some bedtime stories told you? Do you... Um, tell a bedtime story. 
that's two different questions. <laughs> yep. Okay, so first one, first question is, did you, uh, what kind of stories would, would your parents read to you when you were a kid? Um, or did they find you? Like, are they, were they, were they, were they your actual parents? Did my parents find me yeah. in a wooded area? Is that what you're... I mean, that's my, been my assumption, so I, I guess yes, I would like that cleared up. No, I was I was born naturally out of the. Okay, cool. Um, so then, did they? Yeah, any bedtime stories? Not off the top of my head. No, like I don't think they t- really told us any stories. Mm. No, that's but, why you uh, have no imagination. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, I think that's why. <laughs> it's the, so much the easier. lack of a the lack of a childhood. <laughs> it's so much easier <laughs> to make fun of you when you're sitting right here. Um, <laughs> so now tell us a bedtime story. Tell us about uh, no, tell the listeners a yeah, bedtime story. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, doesn't have to be too long. Okay. Once upon a time, there was uh, a little boy, and he was uh, hunting for food in the forest. And he was he was uh, following uh, a trail of uh, deer dung, and uh, eventually found the den where the deers lived. This little boy. This little boy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Master <laughs> hunter at the age of seven. Uh, <laughs> And he proceeded to pull out his bowie knife and slit the throats of the entire family of deer. And then he was able to uh, skin the deer and harvest the meat uh, perfectly, bring it back, and was able to feed his... his kids for for the, for the rest of their lives. He had kids already? Yeah. The seven-year-old had kids already. Seven-year-old had kids already. He was a master hunter. Things things were different back then. The, things were so different. 90s. You know, kids had to grow up so much faster back in the nineteen forties. Uh, oh yeah, crazy. I thought it was the nineties. <laughs> no, no, it was the forties. Okay, the two thousand and fours. All right, back in the two thousand fours. Well, thanks so much for that, Colin. Yeah, Colin, that was gross. Get out of here. Get, oh, no problem. Bye. 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 Thanks for coming. No problem. I'll see you guys later. See you later. Yeah, see you later, Colin. You live yeah. here. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for coming. Actually, um. Oh, that was very weird. similar to a story that um, that I was told as a kid. So oh yeah. Let's while hear. you're um, <clears throat> let's while you're one. in a story mood, let's tell another one. Yeah, let's let's get another story going. Tell the one that's like that one that you heard when you were younger. This one's called um, Charlie's Adventure. Okay. <clears throat> a long time ago, there was a young boy who wanted to go on an adventure. Without asking for permission, he packed a lunch and went into the woods. He walked for hours, meeting squirrels and birds. He found a perfect walking stick and made a hat out of a piece of bark. When he got hungry, he sat on a log and ate his lunch. A chipmunk sat on the log beside him and he shared part of his cookie. Then he saw a pond and decided to go for a swim. Months later, a hiker found his body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was... (laughs) Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like now it's undeniable that the listeners are just, their eyes are getting heavy. Yeah. They're falling asleep, man. That was a really good, relaxing good. little story. A little relaxing story. <laughs> but a nice little adventure in the woods. Yeah, no, it's great. Those those 80s sounding stories where just a boy in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Just hop on your bike and go to the local woods yeah. where you know it well. Yeah. And you walk around in the woods and you never get diddled by a by a homeless man who lives in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> what are you watching these days? Any shows? I'm watching Lost. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where are you now? Uh, episode two of season two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I loved the show. Yeah. I really didn't back in the day. Yeah. And I realized, too, that when season two started, I knew a lot more about, like, The Hatch 
And oh yeah, the hatch and the numbers in the hatch and stuff. Yeah. Than I knew about season one and establishing everything. Yeah. So I, it occurs to me that I really must have jumped on in season two when yeah. it was already like hyped up. It's funny. I was watching The Office, and you know the one where they they go down to the uh, to the warehouse, and uh, there's and Dwight goes, "This is like on Lost where they met the others." <laughs> that episode, I remember when it happened. That episode came out like a couple weeks after. Really? Yeah. So like Holy they shit. were just like up on it. So like I don't know how they did that. Like if they just um, kind of added the joke later because they thought it'd be funny. So like when they were filming another episode, threw it in there, or if it just like they had foreknowledge of what was gonna happen. But yeah, makes... it was so quickly after. That's crazy. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, like, they must have tacked it on. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know they were gonna meet the others. So that's a bit of a spoiler, but uh, I'm so sorry. It's cool. It's, the show's been out for 40 years. It's my own fault. <laughs> Although I didn't see Game of Thrones last night, so don't you dare. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of you know, at, at the end of Game of Thrones. Um, it was a really good uh, moment. I'm going to bash with my keys. Oh. I guess uh, this is a funny story about Colin. Um, okay, good. That's better. Last night. If it's going to transition into a Game of Thrones He spoiler, was watching Game of Thrones, but okay. there's no spoilers. Because I will bash you. Because I was still at work when this happened. But... I just want you to acknowledge what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. What am I going to do? You're going to bash me with your keys. Okay. So go on. Tell your story. He was uh, just uh, talking to himself the whole time he's watching the episode. Like, I was at work and the other roommates um, don't watch Game of Thrones, or there were a couple seasons behind. So, like, but they it's just, just you and Colin? No, it was just Colin out there. No, I know, but oh, you yeah, were the only two? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so they're, he's just full on, like, commentary, like, making commentary on the show. And like, <laughs> to himself? Yeah. Because <laughs> he just loves it so much that he's just getting into it. <laughs> Great. I can't fault him for that. Yeah. <laughs> I did that the um, the only time I did that and I couldn't keep my mouth shut because I really do like to just be entertained. Yeah. But the, the time I did it, I couldn't keep my mouth shut is episode one of this season with Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah. I couldn't help but just like narrate every second. I'm like, yes, still keep his fucking face in the frame. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> say that line. Yeah. Could have had just an extra do that. I had to pay fucking Ed Sheeran to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like in the, the Russell Crowe Robin Hood movie. It had um, Alan... Uh, Thick. Uh, no, it didn't have Alan Thick. Oh, um, Alan oh. Doyle from uh, Great Big C. Oh. He was one of, like, Robin Hood's Cause Merry Men. Yeah, because he's friends with uh, Russell Crowe. He is? Yeah. A Canadian and a Nazi. Yeah. Friends? Yeah, my, and did I ever tell you the story about my friend from St. John, uh, Newfoundland, who was, like, in a bar, because um, he's in a band in Australia, in, Austria, in uh, Newfoundland, and he's talking to some guy, and then he realizes it's Russell Crowe, because Russell Crowe just loves Newfoundland. What? So he just like hangs out in St. John, like going to see music and stuff like that. And his band will play there a lot, like just in one of the what? bars. Yeah. Russell Crowe's band. Russell Crowe's band. What does he do in the band? Uh, he's the lead singer, of course. No. Yeah. Are you... I'm so 100% serious. This is on he YouTube. loves Celtic music. And stuff. Oh, yeah. So we're watching that after we're done this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. I've always loved Russell Crowe. Yeah. Um, I like. Every like few months, I watch his Oscar acceptance speech. Oh really? Yeah. What just do you hear him for? saying, "Gladiator." Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. And just hearing him saying, um, "To like all like he's saying something like, you know, I'm just a normal dude. You're all normal people. To yeah. everyone else who's aspiring, it's possible." Yeah. Like I think about that every few days. Like, do you ever think like who should have won that year? Russell Crowe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's funny too. Uh, the boys. Was, it, the was that 1999, 2000? It would have been 2001. 2001 for Glenn. Because like, I remember it came out when I was in first year of college. 
But Gladiator so, was 2000. Gladiator was 2000, yeah, okay. so he would have went for, like, yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. Um, no, the, the, the South Park guys have this story about when Russell Crowe wanted him, wanted them to listen to his album, and they thought he was, like, looking for notes, but really, he, it was already done. He just wanted them to come over and listen to it, and then tell him he did a good job. Because they started like, you know, I would uh, I would just do this at this point. It's like, no, 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 I don't care about it. It's done. Like, I'm not changing it. So you just, you literally just wanted me to listen to it. <laughs> that's, oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> I know I should, when I hear something that's kind of equal um, in like social sway about like someone like, I don't know, um... Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And then I hear the similar thing about Russell Crowe. I should mm-hmm. treat them the same. Yeah. But Ed Sheeran makes it on Game of Thrones. I hate him. Yeah. If Russell Crowe did. Be a different story. Yeah. Like, I'd let Russell Crowe get away with a lot more. <laughs> and hearing that, like, he just wanted somebody to, like, stroke his ego and, like, polish his balls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, know what? Good for him. Good yeah. For him. <laughs> I would shit on anyone in the world for doing that. Except yeah. these two people. Russell yeah. Crowe and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> If Keanu Reeves, like, sent an email to, like, some huge, like, news agency about, like, um, please read my book about shadows. Yeah. And that's not a joke. Keanu Reeves has a book about shadows. Okay. About just his thoughts about them, pictures of them. (laughs) Just a book about shadows. Um, I have, I feel like I'm a comedian, but I have nothing funny to say about that. Yeah. I'm curious what Keanu Reeves thinks about shadows. (laughs) But if, fucking um, Brendan Fraser put out a book about shadows... I would have, I'd be tweeting about it yeah. every day for the yeah, next 10 years. Like, you'd buy the book just to like tweet lines from it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> dude. But because it's Russell Crowe and or Keanu Reeves, everything they do is gold to me. <laughs> That's amazing. I just roll with it. Yeah. I love Gladiator mm. so much. Do you lo- love that movie? I like it. It's fine. It's fine? Yeah. Do you have any reason? It's no Braveheart. Gladiator, like I watched it a few times in the theater with like people who thought it was the greatest movie they ever saw, and I just never really got into it. Hmm. Like, I, th- I thought it was okay, but I was never, like, as enthusiastic. Like, you don't find it captivating. Yeah. Like, like, one of the greatest character studies ever. Okay, yeah. that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. I was more. I was always more of a... Um, wrong opinion haver. Wrong, a wrong opinion haver. <laughs> yeah, and the only reason I say that, um, I don't want to, you know, put a spotlight on your dislove of Gladiator, because yeah. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but your dislove of burritos. Yeah. That's bullshit. I don't know. It's just, it's not my thing. I don't hate burritos. If someone's like, here, hey, here's a burrito, I'd be like, oh, thanks for the burrito, and I'd eat it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to buy a burrito. Because they're so heavy, and they're greasy, and everything just ends up in a saucy mess in the bottom of the burrito, and... Um, so, like, and shawarma? I shit, I shit myself. I don't do shawarmas. Taco Bell. I'll do tacos. Yeah, hard shell tacos. Hard shell tacos or Taco Bell? Yeah. Those are open. Those make a big mess. Those make you shit your drawers. Yeah. They're good. But they're not as heavy. Yeah, but you eat seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. a baker's I, dozen of them, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't convince somebody to like something if they kind of just don't. Yeah. But burritos, man. We're in Toronto. I know. When I sent you that message today, yeah. I'm like, oh, have you ever um, heard of the place Chinolocos? You ever been there? And you're like, ah, I'm not a big burrito guy. I was so excited that you're like, no, what's that? You know? And I'm like, oh, it's this crazy good burrito place. They make like fish burritos and, and you know, they put noodles and, sh- and rice and shit and edamame beans in it. It looks so good. 
And you're like, nah, I don't like happiness. <laughs> Joy, not for me, thank mm-hmm. you. No, it makes me shit. <laughs> Causes poopies. Uh, so yesterday we had a family thing. Yeah. Um, and go out for my mom's birthday. What we ended up doing was, uh, um, it was after eating Chinese buffet. After we did that, we just went back to my mom's place and watched YouTube videos of our favorite like oldies and music. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. And we all just like went in like rotating order of like That's choosing. Amazing. Yeah. And then we were drinking beers and... You know, just spinning spinners and oh, shooting the shit. My dad didn't get his hand caught in the chair this time. Oh, yeah, nice. it was just a lot of fun. And my dad's first request was Coldplay Scientist. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's weird and awesome. We have awesome. a we got a Chromecast at the house. And yeah. so just whenever we're hanging out, we'll just throw stuff on the, on the, the old TV. And uh, one thing I started doing last week was just throwing on karaoke videos. I know. I got all your snaps. <laughs> like, are you guys the biggest losers in the world or the biggest trend-setting heroes? <laughs> I'm not sure. That's not a joke. I have no idea how to interpret that because that looks so fucking fun. <laughs> I sent, like, a series of snaps where we're just singing Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, I know. And just, there's, Bohemian Rhapsody gets it out of everybody. Yeah. But then there was moments where, like, Colin on his phone, Cody on his phone, Trevor belting it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would bring the camera, like, the phone close to them, and then they would start yeah. singing. And, yeah. Mama! Yeah. <laughs> Ooh! Yeah, uh, dude, that was awesome. And I mean, I made fun of you. I yeah, didn't as you should. any yeah. praise when me and Jody saw those. Yeah. I'm like, look at these assholes. <laughs> yeah. But that's a little too exciting. Yeah, gotta, that's true. Gotta, gotta, it's late. Take it down. Yeah, it's a little too late for that. Um, you have any other stories? Yeah, I have another story. Yeah. Or do you have one first? Or shall I do it? Um, I, like I said, I didn't get a lot of stories because I was a bad kid. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, so I'll do. I could definitely. I'm a storyteller. I can yeah. come up with a story. Okay. I think probably on the spot, I could come up with the best story of the of the whole day. Okay, so why don't I tell a quick story and then you? you and I'll see if I can come up yeah. with something. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Story is called Buddy. Buddy loved his family. He loved tummy rubs. He loved running in the grass. He loved smelling what other dogs peed. But most of all, Buddy loved chocolate. <laughs> so you guys can't see this, but it's a little picture book. There's a little puppy running yeah. through. Uh, He's like running through. There's a little cartoon bee on a flower, and the yeah. puppy is blasting through the flowers, and the bee had to move off the flower. Yeah. Because the puppy's so excited. So cute. Little Buddy. Yeah. Little Buddy. And he's getting a tummy rub. And, yeah. And he's smelling uh, the, the tree. Yeah. Where another dog just peed. Yeah. It's gross, but that's what dogs do. Yeah. And then he's... He's, he's just like... Breaking into uh, his his mommy's Valentine's Day gift. It's like a heart shaped box full of chocolate. There's um, what's so funny about that is uh, I just watched Rick and Morty last night, the episode of season two where um, Jerry and Beth go to like space marriage counseling. Oh yeah. And Rick described the um, the company that they were going to see as like if they can save the marriage between a dog and a bar of dark chocolate, they can save yours. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that like the best yeah. fucking joke? <laughs> All right, yeah. why don't you tell us a story? Yeah, I'll tell a story. I, I, uh, I'm a storyteller. I'm a soothsayer. Mm-hmm. Why don't I tell yeah. a little bit of a story? Okay. A little bit of a bedtime story. So everybody, um, go microsa- microsave, microwave yourself a human hand or another cup of milk. Mm. Get your cookies. Put your blanket in the microwave because it's cooling down. Microwave your blanket. Microwave. <laughs> Just microwave a few things. Yeah. And then come on back to bed and uh, here is a story from your good friend Dave. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Last I'm laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is going. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. Mm. Better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk. Really hate the trip, but alright. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah, do you, you feel... should make a song out of that, man. I don't know. I don't think yeah, it'll translate to song. Yeah, you might be right, but no, oh, that was good. Alright. As I go bossing myself in a piss of smoke, fool. I'm the kind of G that little homies wanna be like on their knees in the night, singing prayers in the street like. That's like a, that reminds me of a story that I know. Is that yeah. It goes, uh. Let's hear it. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know, I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. All right. Uh, yeah, apologies. Let's apologize. I like this episode. I yeah, like I like, I like um I don't want to apologize. I like to um, frequently apologize for the episode, but I don't yeah. want to do that today. Oh, okay. Because I like what we're doing. I like we're trying to do a public service today. Right. And I don't think we should bring ourselves down That's by true. apologizing. So I'd like to apologize to the listener for this terrible episode. Mm. And I want to apologize for Steffi's episode. She just rambled on about nothing. <laughs> <sighs> she was so boring, and I really want to apologize. Just kidding. That was great. We loved having uh, Steffi on. Steffi Diomeni Cantonio, um, please come back. That was excellent to have you on the podcast. Um, but I would like to apologize for Tamlin Bryson's episode. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, she just kept rambling on about all the things I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We love No, we loved it. She's great. She's great. So good. So, but, okay. I got one. Yeah. I'd like to apologize for Colin Morris. Oh, story. yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His story was pretty depressing. Shitty. That's just not what we're about here at uh, Books Are Boring. We no. want to keep things bright and happy. And, uh, yeah, any other apologies? Um, well, I imagine that there's probably something problematic about Russell Crowe in some way or another. Oh, that's true. In his public identity, you know, what he's done, what he said, uh, how he treats people in the world. I'm sure there's something that um, unjustifies my complete and utter love for him. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to apologize for never looking into the terrible things the celebrities that I love have done to, you know, prolong the illusion that I have. Right. I'd like to apologize for that. I'm going to continue doing that. I know that the Beatles beat their wives, but I really love the song yesterday, so... Yeah, and Dave just keeps talking about how great of an actor Casey Affleck is. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck I am. (laughs) That guy's a piece of shit. He's so creepy. I'm just going to end it with one more story. Oh, uh, uh, a final story yeah, for the listener. For the listener. Well, listener, you guys are going to shut your eyes closed at the end of the story. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Books Are Boring podcast. My name is David Stoneborough. And I've been Trevor Pullman. And this is a story. Once upon a time, t'was a girl named Emily. Emily was so good at blocks, she would build towers up to the ceiling in cities as big as the living room. Everyone was always impressed with Emily's block abilities, so one day she decided that there was nothing else she ever wanted to do. Her friends would invite her to go to the park, but she would say, No, I am building. Her parents would ask her to eat, but she would say, No, I am building. Her teachers would try to teach her math, but she would say, No, I am building. When she ran out of blocks, she would go get more. When the store ran out of blocks, she would trade people for their blocks. When they ran out, she would get wood and make blocks. When the trees ran out, she made them out of metal. 
When the ore ran out, she used plastics. When everything ran out and there was nothing left to build, Emily sat down and realized she had no friends. She was hungry and she was stupid. Emily didn't care. Emily was good at blocks. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, uh, Facebooks. Um, and yeah, those are social medias. We'll be throwing some shit on there. Uh, check us out, or sorry, um, submit your content warning is what I meant to say to books are boring film at gmail.com. Yeah. And, uh, uh, swipe right for me on Tinder. Yeah. And swipe for Trevor on Tinder. Uh, I've been Trevor Pullman and I've been David Stoneborough. And this has been another terrible episode of the books are boring rat cast. Bye. Bye. You. Work, 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 Sky Moon. One time there, I saw a greeting card that was just, there's no crying in baseball. And when you opened it up, Tom Hanks said, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> That's it. I'm like, what, what event is this for? <laughs> it's not even for baseball because it's like Happy super... Happy 50th anniversary. <laughs> just... And it just opens, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs>